Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Are you ready for some football? Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. A.K.A. Dumb and Dumber. I'm your co-host, Joel Jim Brown Cheeseman. And I'm Chad. Is fantasy football really going to happen? So wash. Let's see. This week, Javite continues the shopping spree. Bullhorn gets a new sugar daddy. Or is that mama? Is that sexist? I don't know. This And space gets a job board. Hey, Chad, <laughs> your brain called. It's got some space for rent. Again. Jobvite has changed our recruiting process by making us more nimble. We're able to hire faster. That means that things like where it would take us weeks to get approvals from hiring managers or the next level up, that's now minutes. It's one of the best cutting-edge tools out there available for talent acquisition today. I would absolutely recommend uh, Jobvite to my peers. It allows you to get in front of talent that other tools won't do. Recruit with purpose. Hire with confidence. Visit jobvite.com to learn more. Let the good times roll at Jobvite. We'll get to that in a second. They're definitely going to roll. First off, is this really happening? Are we really going to get NFL football? I think we are. If if the NFL or if the NBA and the NHL are any indication, um, I mean, there are a lot more moving parts in football and they're actually traveling. I'm moderately uh, optimistic. Um, I'm also sort of torn in that there's no Buckeye football this year, but there's college football. So I don't know how to feel about that one. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the NFL is not going to be in a bubble like the NHL or the NBA. So I don't think that's a comparison we can make. I think we might have to look at it more like like baseball and baseball had issues early on. I mean, shit, they had to cancel games. I mean, they, they were having a COVID tastic season for a while. So, I mean, this we'll, we'll see, but I'm pretty, pretty excited to see if they can keep players safe. Uh, I know that some of the players have already said that they're not going to play this season, which is, you know, it makes a hell of a lot of sense. Understandable. Make a lot of money. The last thing you want to do is put yourself at risk. But yes, NFL football. And we had our draft last week, which again, seemed so surreal um, (laughs) because it was like, I I have no fucking clue these people are going to play. I mean, that's, that's the hardest part, right? Injuries, one thing. 
fantasy is going to be a mess because you're going to have entire teams like not play. You're going to have like players that are stars not play for. It's going to be a GM nightmare if you're a fantasy football aficionado. So let's let's go on a limb here. Assuming they complete the season, who are your two uh, Super Bowl teams and who's your winner? Oh, the Colts this year, baby. This is their year. Wow. (laughs) All right. Do you have one of the, uh, the, what, uh, 10% or 5% it's open to? That's going to be weird, too. Like, I know the Browns have 10% capacity. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are open 20%. Uh, I think it's 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 up to the actual teams themselves. I think this is also another interesting setup is that, again, the NBA was really governed by the NBA to an extent, not mm-hmm. really the teams. They're like, hey, here here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. Here's the strategy. And this is how we're going to keep everyone safe. Yep. But we didn't see that from really Major League Baseball. I mean, Goodell's not going to do any of that shit. He's he's much more of like a Trump, do whatever the fuck you want kind of a thing. I'm just going to sit here and cash my fucking check. No doubt. No doubt. So, okay, we've got the Colts from the AFC. Who's your NFC team and who's your Fucking winner? Niners, dude. I mean, those guys were playing so well last year. Defense wins, wins championships. I'd love to see those two play. Um, again, I, I think I think definitely the Colts are a long shot, but man, they, they are stacked this year, especially on defense. You think Philip Rivers will stay uh, stay vertical all season, or do you think Brissett will have to come in? At oh some point? no, no, dude! The Colts have one of the best offensive lines in the yeah. NFL. Uh, that's why I believe Rivers said, "Fuck yeah, I'll come play." The last thing I need is to be on my back after what shit? How many years has he been in the league? <laughs> 2005 i think he came in so 15 16 years he wanted to play it safe he was smart i'm sh- i'm sure to play these these last few years out the last thing he needs is to be on his ass uh so for me i, I it's cliche but i mean i think the chiefs uh train rolls on i think they're not gonna have a hangover because they had covid Right. So whereas most Super Bowl winning teams go and party and get crazy <laughs> and, and cronk None like these guys had to stay home. There were no crazy um, endorsements or commercials that these guys you know, got on. So I think they've been strictly business. The Pats are obviously going to be weird this year, so I, I don't know about them. I think the Colts will be good, and I think Baltimore is going to be a juggernaut. Oh, yeah. um, so we'll see how that goes. Hoping to see J.K. Dobbins get the ball, get the rock. Yeah, he's, they're going to have to share the ball with, one, the quarterback uh, and a few other guys. Yeah. But yeah, Dobbins, I think, will have a good season. I kind of like the Saints out of the NFC. I think they've been heartbroken and yeah. crushed the last few years. And I think that this year they kind of get over the hump. They stay healthy. Uh, Breeze has one last sort of, uh, you know, role in him. And it's uh, it's a Saints-Chiefs Super Bowl. And I think the Chiefs are back-to-back winners. My first pick, Michael Thomas. Mine too. Look at that. <laughs> He's the best receiver in football. The dude is glue. The dude is awesome. Yeah. I do hope that Josh Gordon can stay healthy. I think the I think the Seahawks will be a, a real tough out in the NFC. We shall see. We shall see. So shout outs. Okay. Shout so outs. Here we go. Kids. In a row, kids. Jeremy Roberts broke the internet this week. <laughs> so you know that, that first day of school picture you take in front of the front door? He posted a first day back to work <laughs> pick with a ridiculously COVID mm-hmm. outfit. It was hilarious. Good job, Jay. 
Yeah, it reminded me of uh, if you've seen Mr. Mom, uh, Michael <laughs> Keaton, when he's when he's at home in the uh, the flannel and the beard. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy's not too far from that. I also think I saw some rubber Birkenstocks. I'm not sure if, <laughs> if think that's a, a no-no yeah, or I don't think they're a bit of a fashion no-no on that. Yeah, one. but uh, yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy, thanks for the thanks for the <laughs> laugh, dude. Uh, shout out to Craig Newmark. Uh, most of you will know Craig's list, may not know Craig, but he's the Craig. Behind the list. Throwback to 1995. He apparently uh, flipped over the couch and found $200 million that he's going to invest in <laughs> saving journalism and, of course, defeating Donald Trump. So, Craig, shout out to you, man, using that money wisely. God, I hope it works. Longtime listener, James Lord from XREF. I, what kind of fucking name is that? James X-Ref. Lord. That's fucking awesome. And new listener, <laughs> Justin McGregor over at Beamery. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening, gents. Now get the family, friends, peers, and social peeps listening as well. Go to chadcheese.com. Hit that subscribe button, kids. Hell yeah. Don't miss an episode. Shout out to young adults. Oh, yeah, you're going to love this. Uh, so majority, this is from Pew Research. Uh, yes. Found out a, a majority live with their parents still. Oh, Boy, fifty-two percent. Not since the Great Depression has the world seen a bigger bunch of slackers, deadbeats, and bloodsuckers. Congratulations, <laughs> kids! Fifty-two percent in the Great Depression. It was forty-eight percent. If that tells you anything, oh, way big, to go, young people! Way to go! Shout out to Peter Clayton who tweets, and I quote: "Oh my fucking god." <laughs> Jason Goldberg, Carnival Barker. I almost fell out of my chair. That was a, a reference to last week's podcast. That was you. Yeah, that was a reference to last week's podcast as we were talking about Aaron Stewart and yep. Job.com giving us uh, the the old uh, Carnival Barker from uh, Deathmatch. So uh, if you yeah. haven't heard that, check it out. Last week's podcast. Peter Clayton with the potty mouth. Yeah, Who knew? I, I love Who it. knew? And 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 shout out to Aaron, who's actually going to come on the show, drop his nuts, he has to. D- explain himself, uh, face us, and and face the music on what the hell happened at Deathmatch in Austin. <laughs> shout out to Bolster. Ooh. You've heard the you've heard the Uber of everything. Now we have the Uber for executive teams. Bolster raised six million dollars this week to uh, I don't know just plug and play executive teams into companies that that's kind of interesting i guess that sounds fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) big shout out to joey price of the business life and coffee podcast he loved and who didn't he loved our cindy gallup blow shit up podcast kids if you don't know who Cindy Gallup is, you need to check out the podcast. This lady is an icon, business, marketing. But guess what? Part two is coming next week. <laughs> All right. In the wormhole alert uh, category, uh, shout out to Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and others oh. who are spending upwards of $180 million to defeat your favorite California's Prop 22, which puts giggers in the employment employee category obviously the gig economy doesn't like that the powers that be we'll see how that plays out you didn't want to talk about as a topic but i'm giving it a shout out otherwise we'll spend three hours on the topic (laughs) they should give that money to the actual people and just work shit out i mean it's not that fucking hard people god 
Uh, big shout out to Adam Gordon for reviving the yeah. talent phallus video. Uh, dude, that video provided much needed laughs and fun for everyone. Remember the video, I think it was late last year where everybody was talking about that, the talent infinity loop and, and Adam was like, no, the funnel is the thing. And he made the, somebody made this funnel and it looked like a penis. Yeah. <laughs> And then okay. he had a job seeker that, yeah. that he had like riding up and down the funnel and it looked like it was, you know, yeah. So anyway, the, uh, the, the video, we were sharing it again this week because Adam had some, some other writings and artistry that he wanted to share. And I said, guess what, Adam? It's not as good as this one. Yeah. Frankly, I myself am boycotting, uh, Adam Gordon videos ever since that <laughs> outfit that he sported, uh, a week or so ago. That was, that was an embarrassment to humanity. That one. The socks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shout out to, uh, White House diversity training. Apparently our fearless leader, Donald Trump thinks that such training is anti-American and divisive. They're getting rid of it. Diversity training, suck it at the White House. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, that's that. That's an entire <laughs> podcast by itself. Big shout out to John Gorman, former AD in the Clinton administration. Yeah. He was just on the pod. It was called uh, Getting Wonky with uh, Universal Healthcare. <laughs> this dude, multimillionaire, knows his shit. I don't know how we got him on the podcast, but we had a chance to actually talk about Healthcare, not just universal healthcare, but how it mm -hmm. impacts our workforce. And nice, that was a pretty nice. fucking awesome podcast. Agreed. Shout out to uh, Weddle's list of 100 influencers, of which you and I <laughs> were both on, which automatically makes it a little suspect. But we certainly appreciate it. Uh, your wife was on it as well. Did you guys do a little uh, champagne toast? For being on the That's list. That's right. A little power couple uh, cuddle. That's uh, <laughs> that never hurts. Uh, this goes goes into my last shout out uh, before we get into events. So yep. we did this awesome podcast called Lead with Equity, uh, and it was with uh, Cindio CEO Maria Hell yeah. Colacurcio. Yeah, uh, dude. I'm so fucking frustrated. I, I had a conversation on the socials about pay transparency with two females, and they gave yep. me a blue zillion reasons why it wouldn't work. Females, the ones who are getting impacted the most, the ones mm -hmm. who are getting fucked the most. And here me as a white dude, I'm trying to I'm like, hey, I think you should make what I make. And they're like, no, here are all the reasons why this won't work. I'm like, really? Is this is this? the thing i think what you've just admitted is owning a vr headset and this is some sort of like vr surrealism program that you've plugged into your brain because i have a hard time believing that women are defending pay inequality two but of hey. them ganged up on me <laughs> i don't think this would work this would kill morale and it's like wait wait what kill morale this would boost but anyway well wow. okay so trying not to mansplain anything but defend and say i believe you ma'am deserve as mm -hmm. much as i make and they both said you should probably just go away <laughs> well this is sort of anticlimactic after that but my last shout out goes to pete jansen's oh Pete has a podcast, uh, lifelong industry guy, worked at CareerBuilder, I think, way back in the day. He wants us on their show 
called Sassholes. Oh, perfect. Uh, how do we not go on a show called Sassholes? Uh, and and to, to sweeten the deal, Pete sent us both a little bourbon, which, of course, we always Hell love, yeah. so that we can get nice and lubricated for the show. So, Ooh. Pete, thanks, man. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Excellent. Events! You got me all excited talking about talking about bourbon. Uh, September twenty second at two p.m. Uh, yeah. We've got this little thing that we're going to be doing called uh, friendly discourse. We got me, my my man Jim Stroud, and uh, Patrick Nurin. In in today's incredibly divided world, my friend, mm-hmm. we can't have the hard discussions without getting in a fight. That's sad. Yeah, can't have civil discourse. So Jim and I, who've been friends for 15 plus years, we're mm-hmm. going to get on the mic. We're going to talk about diversity quotas, which that's what Jim calls it. I don't like that word that much. Patrick's going to be the the referee. Uh, we're going to have mm-hmm. our, our opening statements and we're going to jump right into to debate format and just have a ball with it. I mean, we can't have some of the hardest conversations in the workplace today because people are afraid to have them. So we're hopefully going to lead and have some fun and do it as friends and disagree because we do disagree. You can go to circaworks.com slash webinars. Just look for friendly discourse and register again, circaworks.com slash webinars. Yeah, don't make Jim mad because if he kicks me off his black history email <laughs> list because of you and I don't get updates on the real bootylicious, I'm going to be upset. So don't piss Jim off. Oh, all right? great, great uh, segue. Wreckfest One World, <laughs> September 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Yeah. We are going to be on the leadership stage. No kidding. <laughs> We're going to have a no bullshit future of tech discussion with a couple of CEOs you might just know. Uh, go to no Rec- men love them. That's right, baby. Go to wreckfest.com, click on the agenda in the upper right nav, and register. We're going to be there. Yeah. A bunch of people are going to be there. Great content. Jamie and crew throw an amazing show. And I got to say, for all mm-hmm. of the events that are out there, and I know how much you hate digital, I got to say, these guys <laughs> have worked their asses off on using and trying all these new platforms that are out there. But will there be a virtual DJ and a mixologist is my question. I God, I hope so. Who knows? Who knows? Amon Brar and Angela Hood will be joining us in a an intimate CEO conversation. Intimate. Which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, by the way, that, that reminds me, uh, if you want Chad and Cheese in your pocket, vibrating randomly, yes! you need to text CC, that's the letter C, and the letter C to 833-799-0321. Again, that's the letters CC. 833-799-0321 for text alerts. We promise no sexting. From your favorite podcast, The Chad and Cheese. Gotta love it. And if you love free stuff, go to chadcheese.com slash free. Chadcheese.com slash free and register for free stuff. Go do love it. Love it. Love it. Topics. Love it. So I've, so I've, got, I've got a tease real quick. Oh, shit. Beer drop. A new giveaway. Oh. Uh, the the ink has not dried yet oh. on the agreement, but it looks like starting October, we're going to be giving out free beer to people sponsored by 
soon to be announced. Ooh. And with that, yeah, let's get to topics. Topics. Dude. Somebody got cash. Dude, or is going to the clearance rack for some of these companies. <laughs> I don't know, man. Amon Brar is uh, is a savage uh, when shopping for companies. So uh, announced yesterday, uh, literally we were talking to Amon and he joked that, oh, we have an acquisition announcement today and we laughed it off. He was trolling us is what he was which doing. We, which we shouldn't have done. He was trolling us. Uh, but they've acquired Talentigy. That's a mouthful. It's talent and then E-G-Y, Talentigy. The technology basically, okay, how they explain it is they analyze data on career sites and throughout a company's various talent acquisition technologies. We're talking career websites, ATSs, CRMs, et cetera. They analyze identity, uh, candidate behaviors, content engagement, candidate exits, uh, and accurate applicant, applicant sources to better understand how candidates interact with the talent acquisition technologies a company deploys, basically trying to make sure your UI, your UX is badass. And who doesn't love a good candidate experience more than my man, Chad Sowash? Yeah, really a, a technology that tells us what we already know. Your site sucks. Your process <laughs> sucks. Your experience sucks. Over 50% of candidates drop off and it's related mm-hmm. to Generally, those three things. So if, this is a big if. Big if. If Jobvite can demonstrate where your site process and experience is broken and then provide and apply those fixes, that is a big win, Uh, especially Mm -hmm. for those people who give a shit about brand. And many of those companies that are out there today are, are kind of like backing away from brand because they have so many candidates coming their way and they don't think it matters, but it does overall. So this is a great way to focus on those three things. Again, your site process and experience and get that shit all pulled together. I hope that Amon and team can really wrap this up and uh, because they they have so many products to be able to, to help fix this. I think this is probably the missing factor that they had. It's like, well, we can fix things, but we don't know what to fix. Now with Talentigy, hopefully they'll know what to fix. Yeah. And data, data, data. Nobody loves that more than our, our man, Amon Brar. Yeah. And this will be another nice bucket of data to throw into the whole system. Uh, so Amon, Amon said, quote in the release, with the addition of Talentigy, our customers will be able to monitor the candidate experience, identify points of friction, and eliminate them in ways that significantly improve outcomes. We're excited to join forces in a way that will further underscore the value of talent acquisition to every organization. They're building a nice machine there at Jobvite with a lot of pieces. Another funny thing is that, here's a quote from their website, Talentigy's website. Finally, there's a solution that provides candidate source tracking you can trust. In 2020, I mean, I was working with RecruitSoft and iSIMS 18 years ago doing this shit and uh-huh. We still haven't figured it out. This is one of the biggest issues we have in town acquisition is in HR. We know where the problems are, job descriptions, mm-hmm. source tracking, but we don't fix that shit. Hopefully, we can get a technology that can be hands off and, and we can get what we need. Yep. You can't manage what you can't measure. And all this data is going to help us measure it. And hopefully, Jobvite can help us manage it. That's right. That's a bunch of bullhorn. That's a bunch of bullhorn. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's that's not bad. That's not bad. So watch. So uh, Bullhorn uh, also in the news uh, this week. We did a shred on it uh, yesterday. Uh, Stone Point Capital uh, will become the lead investor to power the next phase of the company's growth. Uh, Insight Partners and Genstar, who listeners might remember, uh, bought a majority share in 2017. Uh, will remain investors in the business, uh, but Stone Point is, looks, looks like they're going to buy a majority stake from them. Uh, Stone Point, according to the release, was attracted to Bullhorn on the strength of its long-term opportunity to serve the global staffing and recruiting industry, its consistent revenue growth, and its reputation for customer success. Uh, the Bullhorn management team will remain as is. Thoughts? Uh, initially, th- th- what caught me about this press release... Yeah, and I I see a lot of press releases. Was <laughs> was was like sort of the over highlighting of the recruiting business is fine. Stone Point came in and loved what they saw. Like every, it felt a little bit like that meme where the dog is in the room that's burning and says, <laughs> "This is fine." Like there was a lot of emphasis on like recruiting is great. We're going to be awesome, and that struck me as a little odd. In this release, otherwise, private equity sucks. It's never good for anybody. <laughs> yes, um, I hope Bullhorn can weather the storm and and still still be around in five years. So, Stone Point Capital has investments in Higher Right and Prism HR, but yet in the yeah. press release, it keeps saying over and over and over they have sector experience in staffing and financial services. If somebody keeps saying it over and over, it's almost like they're trying to believe it themselves and they want you to believe it as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that in doing uh, you know, some, somewhat of a, a shallow dive in researching Stone Point Capital. I think they had the cash. I think from Bullhorn's standpoint, they're in the staffing community, right? So when yeah. everything starts to really scale back up, they're going to get a lot of business. Because staffing is going to get a lot of business because HR and talent acquisition will not be ready to scale. They won't. Yeah. So they're going to get a lot of the business. So as soon as that, that we talk about it all the time, as soon as that lever is switched and it's time to start, you know, juicing the economy with talent again, it's going to be mm-hmm. staffing companies who lead this because talent yep. acquisition will not be ready, period. So I see this as a smart investment, hoping that. Uh, in the next six months, that 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 lever will be switched. Yeah, I think I think the risk becomes the automation question because you know what what strikes me as funny when I talk to uh, CEOs of automation businesses is the the biggest hurdle to selling their product is that recruiters think buying it will put them out of business. So recruiting tech is in this weird place where like. It still exists, but how many people are going to use it if automation is putting them out of business, but they're not buying the products because it will put them out of business, but companies are going to do it anyway. And and like there's this perfect storm of what's going to happen to businesses like Bullhorn and the future of recruiting and where that goes with automation. So a good investment, maybe a bad investment, maybe only time will tell, but I don't think it's going to be something that happens overnight. Uh, when the economy comes back, staffing will be a nice, healthy business to be in. Yeah. Uh, but long term, I have questions. I have questions. I have questions about Microsoft expanding LinkedIn profile advertising. 
Microsoft has this product called LinkedIn. I don't know if you've heard about it. <laughs> it's but it's been, a thing. It's a thing. They've been hoping to make more and more money off of advertising. <laughs> uh, and more more or less, they've been getting their clock clean by by Facebook and, and Instagram and, and Google. Yep. Uh, but but Microsoft and LinkedIn have some interesting capabilities. And anyway, they they launched they launched certain LinkedIn profile targeting uh, in 2018 in the U.S. It's it, it without getting too deeply into it, it. It's just a matter of like better targeting, engagement, who's in market for certain products, and being able to target those folks. Um, but they've recently expanded the offering uh, globally. And because we're so beloved in uh, the world, um, we thought it was worth mentioning that uh, the the campaigns are now available in Canada, UK, Australia, France, and Germany. So if you've, if you've, if you've been on the fence about LinkedIn advertising uh, and you're in those countries, now might be a good time to go open up the the pocketbook and start testing to see how these capabilities can work for you because the targeting is, is pretty good is pretty good and pretty unique to, to Microsoft and LinkedIn. Yeah, this seems fairly harmless until it gets a uh, little money into it, a little evil into it, because uh, the, <laughs> you, you're going to – I remember we, we talked about on the show avocados being advertised on LinkedIn. <laughs> I think – you know, once politics gets into this division, I mean, there are so many different ways this can happen, much like Facebook. I mean, don't think mm-hmm. that LinkedIn is inside a bubble. Uh, there's a, the opportunity that, yes, they want to go after this, this Facebook cash. I totally get it. But there's a yep. lot there's a lot of shit that will seep in as well. Yeah. And uh, when they get their hands on TikTok then the game really changes, right? Nobody's buying buying TikTok. No one's buying TikTok. But anyway, (laughs) I would like to see some maybe GitHub engagement in some of this ad platform. I think that would be kind of interesting from a recruitment standpoint. Uh, But until then, check out Sovereign Kids. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N dot com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. And speaking of human, your favorite, Amazon, is in the news this week. Fuck. Fucking Jay Carney. (laughs) Fucking Jay Carney. How can you you love a guy so much than, than just hate him? Hmm, son of a bitch. So Calm down. Amazon Amazon currently has 33,000 job openings for corporate and tech roles. And it says it, a lot. Will, it will share thousands of additional hourly roles in a- Amazon's operations network soon. Yeah. All of the new employees for these roles will be paid at least minimum wage of $15 per hour and up to 20 weeks of parental leave. That's all great stuff. Career day. Get ready, kids. Mark your calendars. Career day, <laughs> September 16th. Um, that's open to anyone looking for a job. I mean, for the most part, Jay Carney actually said it in the video on CNN.com. These are going to be like seasonal positions. Some of those mm-hmm. individuals will probably stay. The wage raises or the wage bumps will probably come back down around the April timeframe or before. Personally, I mean, it's one of those things where you love to see the opportunities that are there for people to actually make money. 
Sure. As long as it's safe. And this whole wage bump thing, I think, is the biggest piece of shit in the world. Just give them <laughs> that money, for God's sakes, Jeff, as you sit on your mountain of fucking gold. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is billion. This is good news. The problem is, I'm going to hit it real quick, and uh -oh. I want to hear what you have to say. Uh -oh. Amazon and Walmart are becoming too big to fail, which means what happens when they do? Oh, lots to unwrap here. Um, so to answer your question, I, I think at some point, um, at some point, Amazon will probably be broken up to a certain degree, right? Like there's no reason Amazon Web Services needs to be part of Amazon. And I yeah. could argue that Whole Foods probably doesn't need to be part of Amazon. And similar to how PayPal was spun off of eBay and became a much better, value, more valuable company, I think Amazon will probably face similar um, headwinds. Walmart, Walmart's a little tougher. Amazingly, 30 years hence, uh, Walmart went from, you know, they're killing mom and pops and they're the devil to being they're the only defense against Amazon uh, taking over the world. So I don't see them having some of the same uh, challenges as Amazon. I think Walmart needs to figure out uh, delivery. And I know they just launched like Walmart Prime or Plus or something, which was, is like a free delivery um, system. I think Target has had a really good uh, run of it here in COVID. So Target on the retail side is competitive. I think even Best Buy has done really well uh, with being able to deliver electronics and and uh, customer service uh, better than some of the others. So I do think ultimately Amazon is going to face some some antitrust issues, um, but Amazon or the the, comp the competition will probably be fine. I think that you know this further highlights the fact that you know there are about five companies that have 25% of the value of the of the S&P 500 yes uh, so you have facebook amazon apple netflix google um, so these guys are hugely valuable um, they need to stay in the competitive game from talent so they're paying people accordingly um, there was also a story that we shared this week uh, in regards to netflix who uh, Reed Hastings talked about paying uh, handsomely for the best talent if you want to have the best company. Um, FedEx is hiring a ton of people. Uh, so obviously mailing products and seasonal stuff is going to blow up, which they're all expecting. So all these companies that are too big are only going to get bigger um, in the next few months and years. Uh, what I do think is interesting in terms of Reed Hastings' comment is is – Paying people handsomely is a way to get the best people into the system. Yeah. And part of me thinks when you talk about paying equality and, and what we're doing, like what would a world be like if we paid teachers like we do Netflix and Amazon pay like their best people? What would happen if politicians uh, were paid to a degree that the best and brightest from college and university wanted to be politicians instead of uh, head of product at Amazon. Just curious. I think if if we if we put more resources and, and value behind these things that we think uh, have a direct impact on racism, sexism, equality, etc. If we actually put money to those things, I think I think we might be onto something. I think we could maybe look at Amazon and Netflix and others as a way to an improve society. Is that too Pollyannish? 
No, uh, the thing is, and I'm going to point back to one of our podcasts with uh, Robert Ruff, who said the exact same thing. If you have grade A++ talent, they will easily outperform everybody else by tenfold. That's why you pay them so well. He also said, as a rich dude, he said, I need to pay more taxes. That's what it's going to come down to. If you want those individuals to actually make more money, Everybody has to understand that this is more of a community scenario as opposed to an individual scenario, Mm -hmm. and we have to pay more taxes. So if we want the Pollyannish kind of setup, we definitely can have capitalism to drive the markets, but we need socialistic guardrails to be -hmm. be able to ensure that – People don't have shitty lives. We only get one life, people. I mean, and, and whether whether you have a great life or not, there are people that out there that don't. How can they actually have health care? How can they have a living wage when 12% yeah. of our country is actually working poor, right? So these th- those are great questions. The thing is, we got to pay for that shit. Yeah, I, I love your only one life to live. You've obviously been listening to 70s arena rock because <laughs> it's, it's on the brain. I just I just think if we had a world where graduates from from Kellogg and Duke and and uh, uh, Rice and whatever want to be teachers instead of you know product manager for for you know Google, uh, the world we live in would be much different. I think. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I think in and this goes into our next story, you know, the links between automation and inequality. So slightly, you know, slight amount of pivot here are the types yep. of jobs, because we're talking about jobs. So this is from Sci Tech Daily. Um, modern technology affects different workers in different ways. In some white collar jobs, designers, engineers, People become more productive with sophisticated software at their side. In other, in other cases, forms of automation from robots to phone answering systems have simply replaced factory workers, receptionists, and many yep. other kinds of people. And a, a new study by MIT uh, Economist suggests that automation has a bigger impact on the, on the labor market. And he points at... 1987 as the moment when job losses or our job losses to automation stopped being replaced by an equal number of similar workplace opportunities. So we've we've had these issues. I go back to the to the Reagan days, back in trickle down, right? Yep. That's when that's when we started giving all the money to the rich and just praying that it trickled down. Well, guess what, fuckers? It didn't. Then with jobs, we were praying that automation would also create new jobs. Well, it didn't at the rate that it was replacing jobs. As we talk about this Pollyannish type of way of living, we have to look at over the last 30, 40 years, what has actually happened to our society from a wage standpoint, from a living standpoint, and those types of things, and the jobs that are available versus what's not available this is a hard discussion. And those designers and engineers who have the sophisticated software at their side, well, mm-hmm. those laborers had sophisticated software at their side in the 80s, automation at their side in the 80s to help them do their job. And it eventually replaced them. So yeah. look at what's happening. 
This isn't something that that is going to to be changed unless we change it. MIT, another pretty good college. Uh, by the way, when <laughs> when you mention when you mention 1987, I had a hard time not just delving into daydreaming in my Ford Escort. <laughs> <laughs> driving for the first year 16, to yeah. uh, to dollar movies and taco Tuesdays at two pesos. Wow. Those were good days. Yeah. You know, uh, the paper talks about not only just robotics and automation taking jobs, but also the pay inequality um, that automation brings. And it's sort of a double whammy um, to, to the, to the poor, to the uneducated, to the, to the lower, uh, lower middle class folks and those are those are real issues that we face today. Um, I love the fact that they've went back in history on the paper that they talked about. Yeah, you know, concluding that uh, across the U.S. from 1993 to 2007, each new robot replaced 3.3 jobs. Salaries have not kept pace with automation as well as as well as uh, inflation. And those are real issues. Uh, it was a pretty dark paper, although they did talk a little bit about uh, the industrial uh, revolution. Uh, and how certainly in England that although automation uh, replaced many workers, new new categories of companies and jobs and innovations occurred where jobs were, were created. So as we've talked about on the show, will new industries be created at a rate uh, equal to the amount of, of layoffs and job replacement that automation takes I think that's really a really tough, uh, tough challenge. And and Cindy Gallup, who, if you haven't listened to the interview, you should, talks a lot about sort of empowering uh, diverse folks to be entrepreneurs and to put money into those resources to basically unlock the creativity of people to to start new businesses and new ventures and create new things. And and I think somewhere along those lines, there's a solution. Uh, to getting us through the through this automation, uh, you know, perfect storm, to where we come out on the this other side and maybe even healthier than than when, when than when we uh, started uh, our venture out on the boat. So think think about this real quick. As I was reading this, I thought about being a little kid. And seeing the transition from cashiers at grocery stores having to key things in to using the scanners. Boop, boop. And then I looked at it and I'm like, you know, as a kid, I'm like, oh, I could do that. Right. I am every fucking time I go to Kroger now. (laughs) Every time I go to Kroger, I do that. So here here are a couple of things that I that I was also thinking about. You know, we're going to have to do one of two major things. Number one, regulate what can be replaced and actually from a regular regulatory standpoint say no you cannot automate that or number two tax automation to feed into a ubi system mm, okay we have to think about what the future looks like and it doesn't look like the 1950s and for all you people out there who think that somebody who doesn't have a college degree doesn't work hard and they don't deserve $20 an hour. For us to be able to, to think that white collar is so much more superior, that's all bullshit. We have, to, we have to look at our community because we need them and they're smart fucking people and they're hard workers. I quote Melania Trump who says, be best, Chad, be best. Oh my God. Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job AdX. Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job AdX seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop off. 
You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract, engage, employ with Job AdX. Speaking of Trump, let's go to space. The first time I saw this, I literally thought this was about Space Force. <laughs> it's definitely piggybacking on the Space Force phenomenon. So uh, Space Capital, an organization committed to space and all the opportunity therein, launched Spacetalent.org this week. So, uh, yeah, space needs a job board. Spacetalent.org has been born. They, they are going all in on space, space capital, yeah. space angel funding, and then space talent. So Chad Anderson, managing partner of Space yeah. Capital, the parent brand of Space Talent, says, We are seeing a surge in demand for nearly every major industry as businesses and government expand their use of space-based technology, such as GPS, geospatial, intelligence, and communications. The current pace of innovation and incoming investor interest, that's the big yeah, key there, yeah. kids, <laughs> indicates that the space economy will be one of the fastest growing sectors over the next decade. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So there's cash here, kids. And, and it seems like you can get on the job board. You have to request to have your jobs yeah. on. It's, they say it's free. Yeah, yeah. With over 500 companies across 40 countries, space, space talent matches credible employers with top talent while providing insights into an ecosystem. That's a big word, Chad, with an ever-expanding range of opportunities. The job board features the latest opportunities from the space and tech worlds including 5,000 current openings, which range from launch technicians and engineering to software development, accounting, HR. Yes, HR will need some space, marketing, senior management, and a lot more. If you're looking to take your career into the heavens, look no further than spacetalent.org. Time for me to launch into my hammock with a beer. We, we out. Thank you for listening to podcasts with Chad and Cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.